Hey guys and welcome back to 60B Cast. This is the seventh episode for 60B Cast, and of course it's me, Justin, and my host, Amy. Hello. And we're actually going to talk about our first movie on the cast, so we're a little excited about this. It is actually Possession, which of course stars Whedon alum Sarah Michelle Gellar. This is Sarah Michelle Gellar's latest delving into the horror genre. Actually supposed to come out a couple of years ago, I believe, and it, it kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And I think it actually got a limited release in a couple foreign countries like Israel, as far as theatrically. So we finally got it. Um, when did it come out? Um, it was supposed to be released in theaters on in February of 08. Um, and the story behind that is basically uh, the company that was releasing this film, which was the Yari Film Group. Um, not too long after filming had stopped and they had a release date, had filed for bankruptcy. So they kept pushing the date back and pushing the date back. And so it just ended up being direct to DVD release. Yeah, I knew, I knew we had waited a few times because I actually had it pre-ordered at the store. And, you know, I come to get it and they're like, well, it never actually came out. And that was a year and a half ago. <laughs> So it uh, it was good to finally get the movie and actually see the movie because I'd been waiting on it for a while. And then it was released this year. It was, I think, I believe it was March 6th or 8th of this year that it finally was released. Okay. I knew it was, I believe, March of last year that it was supposed to be initially DVD released. So it just took them a little year later. But I was happy to finally get the movie. And the movie follows the story of three characters we see Jess, who is played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's sort of a she's a lawyer and kind of more of a businesswoman than she is a homemaker. She has a husband named Ryan who kind of wants the baby and, and wants the more family life as opposed to the work. And then they also have the estranged brother Roman that lives with them. He's recently got out of jail, and you can tell he sort of has a little infatuation with Jess. And... Roman is played by um, actor Lee Pace, from whom we know from um, Pushing Up Daisies. Yes. And Ryan is played by actor Michael Landis, or Landis. I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm going with Landis. Okay, and he I, I've actually been a pretty big fan of him. He was in movies like Final Destination 2, and he was also in the show years ago in the 90s, um, The Adventures of Lois and Clark, that... The Dean Cain Superman show, he actually played Jimmy Olsen. Oh, and that was the one that Terry Hatcher... It was, it was. Okay. It, was it was Terry Hatcher's show, so so I've been following him for, for a while now, so it was good to see him in a new film role. I didn't know much of Lee Pace. I, I've, I've never seen Pushing Daisies, and I've never seen him in anything else, so I, I didn't know much about him coming into the film. It was definitely... A really awesome performance from Lee Pace from his character in Pushing Daisies. He was it's hard it's hard to explain his character from Pushing Daisies. He was just kind of a a quiet, happy kind of guy. He he rarely ever showed any type of anger in that character. So So yeah, well, that must have been a a big difference between these two characters. It was a big difference. So and and Lee Pace did 
an awesome job with with playing the character of Roman, who was just angry and cold, and you could tell he, you know, he had some some issues from what whatever his his trouble was, you know, when he was, you know, put in jail. But then changing, you know, in the film, which we'll talk about later, you know, what actually happens in the film, if you haven't seen it, you know, his character kind of changes and he goes from being that cold, aggressive character to being this loving, almost even sensual character. So it was an amazing performance from him to go to be basically these two completely different characters in this film. And uh, I think he, he really made this film stand out. He, he really did do a phenomenal job in, in the role. But the main premise of the film is sort of supposed to be a supernatural thriller, I believe, is, is sort of the way they marketed it. But it's about Roman ends up storming out because Jess pretty much, their characters just do not get along at all. She was actually his lawyer, and they just they don't see eye to eye on, on, on anything. And so he ends up storming out, and Jess thinks that he's going to leave the state, which will violate his parole and get him sort of thrown back in jail. So Ryan goes and is trying to meet Jess, or trying to find Roman. But they have this huge wreck on the Golden Gate Bridge, and, you know, their blood ends up coming together. And so they both end up in comas. Roman is actually the one to wake up, but he seems to be Ryan who is played by Michael Lance, And we're not sure if he's, you know, he's always been sort of infatuated with Jess, so we're not sure if this is a facade of him trying to be with her or if it's supernatural and he actually did come back in the wrong body. So that's, that's sort of where we're at with the main premise of the film. Did you think the trailer was misleading for this film? To me, the trailer made this movie seem more like just a a true horror film. You know, when you hear the title Possession and the clips that it showed, you know, I really thought it was very exorcist Emily Rose Possession. And so I, I definitely, it's not that at, at all. It's not like a horror film. You know, I definitely would say Suspense. I, yeah, I, I would call it suspense at the most. And I, I do remember watching the trailer, and I, I I knew what kind of film it was just based on, it's actually a remake of another Japanese horror film, I guess you could say. And the original name for the film was called Addicted. So that, I think that they changed the name of the film to Possession and sort of marketed it as a full-fledged horror movie with Sarah Michelle Gellar, who, of course, when, when a lot of people think of her name, that's that's sort of the genre they think of. And so I think they really were just trying to sell the film. And I don't, I think that sometimes these horror thrillers, these suspense thrillers with female leads don't do quite as well. And so I think they were really trying to amp up the the tone of the film to sort of fit that to maybe get it to sell a little better. And the cover of the DVD as well is, is pretty, it's a creepy cover. It, right. It's almost Sarah Michelle Gellar's face, but sort of as a zombie or, or a, a dead person. So you can really tell that they, they wanted people to just look at this cover, see Sarah Michelle Gellar's name, see horror film basically on the front of it and pick it up. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. 
Um, I, I have to say, I, I'm a huge fan of Sarah Michelle Gellar. And this movie was good. It was it was a little slow paced, which I don't mind as long as the movie is is written well and acted well. But it, it still wasn't my favorite of her of her horror movies or, or any of her movies, to be honest with you. Um, for me, I would say, besides the Buffy role, I, w- I would say this is probably my second favorite or third favorite character. I. Oh, really? I really loved. I really love Sarah in this film, and I think this is one of her, one of her best performances. You know, again, second to Buffy. But um, yeah, I really liked her in this film. Wow, that's that's pretty good. I, I liked the film, and, and I liked her performance because pretty much no matter what film you throw Sarah in, uh, porn star in Southland Tales, you know, the sort of messed up pop star in The Air I Breathe, and then these horror roles as well. She just knocks it out of the park each time she's on, on screen. There's there's really not much that I would look at Sarah Michelle Gellar and say that she couldn't do as far as diversity, as far as her acting ability. I mean, she showed that through countless episodes of Buffy. So although it wasn't maybe my favorite storyline, I did think she gave a, a good performance as Jess. As we move throughout the film, we see that after Roman has woken up and he, he believes he's Ryan, I know all these R names are probably getting you guys confused, but Lee Pace, who plays Roman, the sort of troubled brother, ha- has woken up, he thinks he's Ryan, and he comes back and Sarah Michelle Gellar, who plays Jess, she just doesn't believe a word of it. He's he's saying all these memories that they've had together and and just things that no one else should know but Ryan and Jess. And so you can tell that it wears on her as she goes throughout the movie. And as time passes, I believe a year passes before anything actually happens between the two. But as time passes and and he just seems to know so much inside their relationship. And you can also tell that she really wants to make a difference in their marriage. She wants to get away from that sort of nothing but work and she wants she wants to have a baby she wants to have a family it's sort of one of those things where you don't know what you've got until it's gone and so she's really trying to fight the fact that that she doesn't believe Roman but she's also fighting her heart in that she wants to have a baby she wants to have a family and she wants her husband back that's actually I I liked how you said that um you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And that that really kind of kind of sums up the film in a lot of ways. Um but kind of um back on, you know, how Jess just had this disgust with with Roman, how they played that off um even before his character changed. I thought it was really good. I mean you could just the look in her eyes whenever he would say things to her, you know, especially with, you know, this is, you know, I have all these memories. I love you. I'm scared. I don't know what's going on. And just no matter what, she just has this just pure, just disgust in her eyes. And she, she really plays that off really well. I, I wanted to bring that up um, since you were talking about the, the Roman Jess relationship. As we move throughout the film and 
Jess and Roman finally do end up getting together. They she kind of she kind of breaks down her walls as far as she has up for him. He just he knows too much to be Roman. There there's no way in her mind that that Roman could know these specific details about things that happened all throughout their relationship and things that they've said to one another. And you know she'll get up to find him watching the wedding videos and things like that. So she finally gives in and starts this relationship and and calls him Ryan and and one hundred percent believes that he's Ryan. And and this is sort of where things start to unravel. We sort of see that maybe he's not Ryan because I'll, I'll tell you for a while there I wasn't sure. They they do a, uh, the writers did a great job of sort of keeping you guessing, is it supernatural? Is it not supernatural? Is he Ryan? Is he Roman? Oh, yeah. You definitely go back and forth in this film. Uh, absolutely. And and so we sort of start to see that, A, he either, if he's Ryan, he's come back with a little Roman because we see him, he's killed his ex-girlfriend who sort of is getting in the way of the, the Jess and, and Ryan relationship. And, and we see him dumping that body as... Jess finds out that she's pregnant and is getting her sonogram. So that's where things sort of begin to unravel and we realize that maybe he didn't come back quite right. And and again, at this point, we're still not sure if he actually is Roman or if the brothers merged into one personality or or what exactly is happening here. Um, My first thought, you know, um, when we see him, you know, dumping the body or, you know, when his truck broke down, um, like you said, and he's on the phone with Jess and he missed the ultrasound appointment. And he's like, you know, I'm so sorry. My, my, I got a flat tire or whatever. And then, you know, you see him go to the back of the truck and wrap like a tarp around something that, that looks like it would be the shape of a body. I was like, Oh no. (laughs) He really, truly has just been basically a great actor because um yeah he's he's not Ryan he is he is Roman and I'm just thinking oh my god what is going to happen she is pregnant now and he just is a true psycho that's the thing that that I was unsure about is the fact that she actually got pregnant and and whether or not a if she would survive the movie and b if if she did what about this baby what if what if her actual husband did wake up what would he think of uh, of her being pregnant with you know his brother's kid and, and um but i thought the end of this movie i know we're jumping ahead a little bit but the end of this movie was was spectacular i mean it, it was by far the the best you know plot line of the movie because this whole time you're just wondering is it supernatural you know they've the production company has has played it to be supernatural but as you see Jess finding, she's found a box of letters that have been locked um, that contain all these details that he's told her. She had a locked box, and then she also finds a necklace. And that's, that's sort of what starts her, her not believing him. She finds a necklace that he supposedly had fixed for her that Ryan had given her, but really he just sort of made a pawn off her. So she finds that necklace, she goes to her box and found that it's been broken into, which I, I thought she may have looked at earlier. If she's got this big box of letters with everything, you know, all these things, these personal details, 
I would have thought she would have looked at this a little earlier. Yeah, I, I, again, I agree with that. Um, Cause you know, when basically it's, you know, when Ryan's been in the coma for a year and it's technically their second anniversary, I believe that's where it was in the movie. She opens up the box and she's reading all these letters that Ryan has written her um, throughout the relationship, um, even, you know, before they were married. And, you know, when she opens the box, she, she doesn't notice it then. But by that time, Roman has already come into the character of, you know, saying that he is Ryan, you know, he loves her or whatnot. And you don't really see that on the box. You don't see the scratch marks and you would think she would notice it as she was opening the box. But so I wonder if that was a little bit of a, a goof in the movie. Well, it, it could also be her sort of unwillingness to believe reality. You know, she's just lost her husband. She's lost what seems to be her life because, you know, she's regretting all the things that, that she basically took advantage of while he was alive. And so it could also be seen as the fact that maybe she wanted to believe that this guy was her husband. As much as she hated Roman, it could also be her mind sort of playing tricks on her that, that she just wants Ryan back so bad that, that maybe she chooses not to see these things, that maybe she chooses to sort of gloss over these things. But I think as time goes by, it just becomes too much to sort of mull over. And she realizes that okay, something's not right. His ex-girlfriend's come up missing. The cops are here talking about it. And he's lied to me about this necklace. He's broken into these boxes to find all, you know, to find all this information about us. And so she realizes that he is definitely not, not Ryan. Of course, Jess tries to get away once she figures out that this guy's not her husband. She knows that she's in trouble. So she tries to get away. Obviously, it doesn't work. And he sort of locks her in, in, in his workshop. And this is the point where I'm still wondering, is this supernatural? Is it? Is it? Because now it seems to be a basic sort of mystery plot line, completely human, completely natural. And, of course, we see here he's trying to actually choke Jess, Roman is. And we see this sort of light come down. And Ryan is coding, basically, on the hospital bed at the same time. And he wakes up. You see Ryan wake up. You see his eyes pop open just long enough to basically stun Roman so that Sarah can stab him and kill him. And, and she can get away from him. So this is where the, the film kind of flip-flops is and actually ends up being supernatural as soon as you thought that it was... <laughs> exactly. So I, I like this ending for the for the film a lot. I agree. I, I definitely agree. Again, like I always agree with you. <laughs> um, and I liked again. I know. I know we've said nothing, but I like. I like. But Geller's performance at the in this part of the film and Lee Pace's performance, you know, here as. She's realized, what have I done? I've had this relationship. He's attacking me. I'm pregnant with his child. And, and just that, that whole scenario, I thought they played it off really well. They did. It was just, they just really had just great chemistry together, whether it was 
you know, the, where they were like. The loving relationship or the, or the hateful relationship almost. Exactly. Like whether she is disgusted with him and, you know, he, he, you know, does have a lust for her, but at the same time, you know, he, I guess he has, you know, anger towards her at the same time because of how she feels about him. And, you know, they played that off so well. And then the loving scenes, it's just great chemistry between these two actors who actually got to be, um, become really good friends um, after this movie. And I, I would love to see them in another project together, whether if it's a TV show, a movie, whatever it is, I, I would love to see these two actors together again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the one thing I did want to mention that I wasn't a fan of with Lee Pace is he did the loving scenes well, but I thought there were times that they seemed a little off and, and a little insincere almost. And I don't know if this was maybe a ploy to to sort of show that he wasn't Ryan or if it was the actor's performance. I'm not, I, I'm not really sure. But there were a few scenes once he was playing Ryan that I thought sort of didn't turn out as well or, or he didn't um, sort of pull through, I guess, as, he, as he, I thought he should have. Um, but I, I, again, I don't know if that was planned, if maybe he was supposed to seem a little off to us to maybe that we didn't believe that he was Ryan or if, if that was just the act, you know, the actor not connecting, you know, with me while watching it. But. I did notice that too. Um, I know the scene where they're kind of out by the shed and like, she's, um, she's watering the plants and he comes up and, and says something to her it, in the way he kind of was laughing at her. I believe he said, I, you know, I never really noticed you were that short. Yeah said that it was and when he started laughing it seemed very roman to be to be kind of laughing like that yeah and that sort of sarcasm i guess because yeah. you really didn't see any of that from the character of ryan he was pretty much a a completely loving character he he didn't have too much of a a, a banter with her and so it was kind of a different dynamic for their relationship so i mean overall i i really did I really liked this film. I, I did as well. I, I liked, um, I, again, it was it was a more slow-paced film for people who, who are thinking of watching it. I know we've sort of spoiled it for you if you are. But it, it was a more slow-paced film, so don't go in thinking that you're going to see this action-paced horror film where everybody's running and, and people are getting slashed up almost. It is, it's definitely not that sort of film. Um, so just to be warned before you go in, but I, I did think it was a good film. Again, not my favorite Geller film, but it, it, it had its moments. It had enough moments to keep me interested in the film and the actor's performances were, were great. So, so it, it was definitely a pretty good film. And do we want to talk a little bit about the alternate ending scene on the DVD? I don't know. Should we leave that a surprise for people who get the DVD? Should we leave that a surprise or go ahead and, and talk about it for maybe people who have seen the film and, and never knew there was an alternate ending? I think we could kind of go either way with this. I think we should talk about it just a little. Um, the original film ends with Roman dead and Jess is left pregnant. 
Um, she seems to be happy with it. She seems to be keeping the baby. So I, I did like that, that, that she seemed to almost come to terms with the fact that, that she was tricked and she wasn't beating herself up. She wasn't depressed. She was almost hopeful because Ryan actually lived through the sort of code situation that happened earlier. And so now she's sitting at his bedside as the film ends and she's talking to him about taking taking new projects at work and, and sort of talking to him about her day. And so I really liked the original ending, uh, the ending that's in the film. Um, just the hopefulness. It, it had been kind of a dreary movie at times. So I liked the hopefulness of, of her being pregnant, of her wanting him to to wake up and, and believing almost that he would and not giving up hope. Exactly. Because I know in the it was actually the original ending to the film. Um, the character of Ryan actually dies as well in the alternate ending. So I, I have to say I liked I liked the the ending in the film far better than than I liked the original ending. Um, and the um, the alter and, and the alternate ending when he does die. Um, um, she chooses to take him off life support, correct? Yes. And um, it was it was almost directly like the, it was the scene after that or the following scene um, when she realizes that Roman has been faking this the whole time. And I think it kind of all hits or like, I, I just killed my husband or I, I let him pass on um, because, you know, Roman or Ryan, whatever you want to refer to as him as Lee Pace, he has sort of, um, I don't want to say, you know, talked me into letting my husband pass on, but I don't know how to describe that. Yeah, it, it again just... He influenced her decision, I guess you could say. Uh, absolutely. You know, you can see him standing over the bedside and contemplating whether or not to to take off his life support. And, and you know she ends up choosing that because she thinks she actually has her husband back, that that's basically just his body. And and so again, it, it just gives... The film is, is dreary enough throughout most of it. So again, I just preferred the, I guess, hopeful ending for the characters of, of maybe one day he could wake up and, and you know, he'd see that they had a child and, and things like that. So... I much preferred it to the actual original ending. Me too, definitely. Um, and how would you uh, rate this film on an A, B, C scale? Um, I gave this film a B minus. I know that's maybe a little low, but I, I liked it. I did. I just um, it just wasn't my favorite film for Sarah. And, and I do hope that she comes she sort of breaks into bigger and better things. She's just such, I think that that's my problem with this film is that Sarah Michelle Gellar is such a talented actress that I want better for her. I, I want better than straight to DVD horror movies and, and, and things like that. And she's played some great roles. She has given some standout performances in sort of smaller films like the air I breathe and like Southland tales. And, and I think I just want better for her because I know she's capable of better. You know, some some actors, I, I can say, you know, I'll watch your straight-to-DVD horror movie and really like it and have no trouble with it. 
but I, I think I just know her potential, and exactly. and and so you want better for her. Exactly. Um, me personally, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is my favorite actress. Um, I, I idolize her in in a lot of ways. Um, because, you know, I, I want to be an actress. I've always wanted to be an actress. I've done small theater and it, it is my dream to, to be an actress. And if I could even be half as good as her, I, I would just be thrilled. I mean, she is, like you said, I, I wish, I do wish better for her. I mean, how many films now have gone to DVD, you know, um, sort of post Buffy it's just kind of and and, you know she had the HBO pilot which I was sad that didn't get picked up because I think she could do very well on HBO and I would even take her in another TV series if if that's you know the the route she chooses I know especially with the baby it would be hard but you know I just want to see her in something that people will recognize not a WB show not a CW show a show that people take seriously, that that people will look at her and, and and sort of know what we've all seen in Buffy and what we've all seen in other films and, and sort of give her that recognition of being a great actress. Hear, hear. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of 60B Cast. We appreciate all your comments, the fact that you listen to us every week or every other week whenever we get these podcasts out. It's, uh, it's really great. And if you want to contact us, give us any feedback, things you'd like to see us talk about, just email us at podcast60b at yahoo.com. You can follow us on Twitter at 60bcast or leave any comments on 60bcast.net. Um, and next week, I hope you will definitely listen. We're going to be doing a Monster Weeding podcast, just an epic cast about things we love, our favorite episodes, our our saddest deaths and and favorite quotes and actors and and just a a lot of stuff about everything to come from Joss Whedon. So we'll kind of be um, interviewing each other. So this one I'm really excited for. Um, Yeah. And hopefully you can get to know us a little better and and see our our love for all things Joss Whedon and and not just Dollhouse and, and things like that as we've mostly talked about. So, so we hope you guys will definitely tune in. All right. And we will see you next time. This is Amy and, um, catch you later. Darkness.